Leaders come in all different shapes, sizes, and styles. There is not a one-size-fits-all solution to leadership. Our goal is to connect with those who are in the trenches each day, leading themselves and leading others, to learn about their unique style, and to provide our listeners with inspiration to lead. Welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. We have a great guest with us today, Mr. Sam Rector. Uh, Sam is from Essex, Connecticut. He is currently a sophomore at Xavier High School, which would put you as class of 2022, I believe. I did some math earlier. Is that correct, Sam? Yep. yep. All right. 2022. So I'm, I'm off to a good start. Uh, Sam, yep. extremely involved at Xavier High School, a couple different athletic uh, teams. Excited to have you. So Sam, welcome to the Lead with Empower podcast. Before we get into anything, how, is, how are you doing? How's the family, how's your family doing as far as like health and all that type of stuff with the whole COVID-19 situation here? We're good, honestly. I mean, we haven't had any uh, issues with it yet. Uh, Essex has been relatively unaffected so far. Uh, there've been a few cases, but uh, for now, I think we're, do we're doing good. How, how are you all guys? Right. Yeah, doing, doing well, you know, you know, washing hands a lot and uh, yeah. staying away from everybody. So <laughs> you've been at home on this kind of quarantine safe shelter situation for just about a month. Yeah. How's that going with school for you? Is it, do you find it more challenging? Do you find it easier? Tell us a little bit about that transition from, you know, the last day of being in the building to, you know, a month of distance learning. It definitely was harder at first, especially the quizzes and tests. Um, those online, those were pretty tough, but I think about, week or two into it, the teachers were kind of adjusting to, they realized that, you know, it was going to be a bit harder for us. And, you know, we've all adjusted to it in the past two weeks have been uh, much, I think it's gone a lot better for pretty much everybody. It's been easier and the assignments have been better. And I think uh, we, I think Xavier has really adjusted to it well so far. Uh, cool. Judging on the past two weeks. Great. And, and now for you personally, have you tried, it's a, it's a big change up for any student and, and any teacher. And I think parents, it's a big change up for anybody involved. Have you tried to keep your same school routine as far as getting up at a certain time? Um, or have you freelanced a bit? I'm not gonna lie. I feel I do freelance. Sometimes I do give myself some leeway uh, in terms of sleep, but <laughs> I, I do get all my work done so i mean if if i see a heavy work day ahead then i'll get up earlier than usual sign in and get everything done but you know if i have an easy day ahead i'll give myself a few extra hours of sleep usually. a few extra hours or minutes come on uh, uh it depends it depends <laughs> all right all right good answer good answer you have a younger brother young younger sibling do you yeah. guys get along pretty well yeah yeah i mean not gonna lie, I think for most families, it's, it can be a little bit rocky being together all the time for a month, probably a month now, probably a few months more. So, I mean, but it's gone relatively well in our house. And do you guys tend to stay out of each other's way when it's like, when you're, when you are focused on the schoolwork and stuff like that, you don't bother each yeah. other too much? All right. Yeah, usually That's we good. just stay at our desks and get it all done. Yeah. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Out of the 
distance learning situation, what's one thing that you like the most? And then the one thing that you dislike the most about having to go through school without going to school right now? Well, I think I already mentioned this. I think the tests and quizzes have been this. That's my dislike. The tests and quizzes uh, that has been the online ones have been kind of hard for me. The best part is probably getting to kind of dictate my own schedule and get everything done kind of on my time, which has been really nice. For some, some students, I think, take to that idea of a little bit more freedom. Uh, some students take to that really well, and some students struggle with that. Mm-hmm. If you had to give you know, a bit of advice or a bit of wisdom, maybe for someone, it sounds like you're pretty organized and put together as far as having this new freedom and still able to get done what you need to get done. Um, what sort of advice or wisdom would you give to somebody that might be struggling with this extra freedom and this ability to sleep until like two o'clock in the afternoon? So this new schedule, it does give you the ability to push assignments back in terms of when you do it. My advice would probably just be come up with a set time every day or like create kind of a schedule in your head. It doesn't have to be written down or anything. Just think like at 1030, I'm going to do this at then I'll take a break and then at 12, I'll do this and I'll eat or something, something like that. You've got to not procrastinate too much. You just need to (laughs) need to come up with a a set time to get it done and then stick to that. That would be my advice. Great. I like it. This, the past month I've been, I find, you know, obviously I'm in a room at home. I'm not outside playing, which this time of year we would be, you know, out doing a lot of that type of stuff. That was one of the first things I did when, you know, I knew this was going to be a long-term deal was, all right, what, what realistically can I make, uh, you know, can I get accomplished in a day? How, how long could you expect to be productive just staring at a computer without moving around yeah. too long? So I think you bring up some good points. Having a schedule, but working in those breaks is a good bit of advice right there, Sam. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. You know, we talked a little bit. We exchanged some emails, a couple text messages about your involvement at Xavier High School. And we have basketball team. We have the math team, Kestrel, Ambassadors Club. The, the the intention was ultimate frisbee this spring we yeah. have um you know doing some sports broadcasting in the fall so super involved as a student one uh does how does that play into your ability to manage like the workload and the course load at xavier high school with the academics um it would be my first question with with so much involvement well i think for the athletics i think having basketball uh, i think having frisbee at well i haven't done that yet but i i intend to i think having a sport in general at the end of the day and honestly people think it takes up time which it does which can hurt academics a little bit but i think having that exercise once you get home you've got all your uh your uh jitters if, if you will you got your jitters out and you can just get all the work done once you get home because you've gotten that physical exercise which i really think helps you focus in the long run and the other clubs, I mean, that's just working your brain in a different way, like writing with the Kestrel, doing competitions with the math team, then helping out other students on Ambassadors Club. That all people think it thinks that those, they take up time, but I think they really do contribute to uh, your schoolwork overall because they just help your brain 
relax, honestly. That's what I would say. I like it. Great answer. And you know, one of the things I'm a, I'm a Xavier grad and we're, we're work, we work with Xavier quite a bit. I, it, there's all these different opportunities outside of the normal classroom schedule. And I think it's great that you're taking advantage of them because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, going through a lot of these different types of activities outside of the academics is only going to make you a more well-rounded student, a more well-rounded athlete, et cetera. So for you personally, why so involved? Like why, why did you, did you, is that something you set out to do when you went to Xavier high school or why did you get so involved in so many different aspects of what happens at, at Xavier? I just, once I got to Xavier, I was like, I'm, I've been given this opportunity. I might as well take advantage of it and do everything that I do everything that I'm interested in is probably what I would say. I mean, I love sports obviously. So trying to do as many things in the athletic department, that was a given. And then the clubs, I was just interested in writing. I was just interesting, interested in the math team and then interested in doing the open houses and stuff in the ambassadors club. So all that stuff I was interested in. I was just like, well, I'll do it. You know, I'm here. Might as well do it. Great. Awesome. Now, this is going to force you to think down the road a little bit, but you're going to be a junior come next fall. Soon after that, the whole college deal. And then soon after that, you know, is, is light, you know, real life. You put yourself, you know, five, six years down the road. What do you hope all of this involvement does for you in the future? I think being a well-rounded person will help me uh, translate to college. Probably. I mean, that's all good for the college application first and foremost. I mean, having all that stuff is really nice. And then I think each of those uh, clubs and sports I think you know it'll help me really um take my like skills into college you know like I think it'll really help me going forward in that way and then once I graduate college I mean like the Castro I mean that's that's writing that's pretty much what I want to do with a career basically so that's huge I mean all those things really shape who you are in your younger years and then those younger years shape who you're going to be in your older years. So that's why it's important for me, honestly. Great answer. You're on the basketball team. You're on the math team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both competitive, right? Are yeah. there, do you see any similarities between being an athlete on the basketball team versus I guess a math lead on the math team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, both require good leadership. You need guys who can, basically push uh, the people who are just starting out. Uh, And I was kind of on different sides of the spectrum uh, for both sports this year or clubs. Uh, For basketball, I was JV and varsity practice together. So I was sophomore uh, with JV and varsity and all the seniors pushing me to be better. And on, they actually divide the math team into JV and varsity. And I was on JV with sophomores and freshmen. So I was on the higher up on, that club. So I was basically the, one of the leaders on the math team. So, you know, I, two different roles and two very important roles. I mean, as a leader, you have to push those who are learning beneath you. And that as a person beneath you, you have to learn from those leaders and push yourself as well. What has been so far in your short time at Xavier, the biggest highlight for you, personal highlight for you, and you can only pick one from either basketball or from the math team. Definitely making making the basketball team first time uh, freshman year. That was probably 
I'd probably go with that one, but you know, JV math team, we won the, we were first in the league uh, in our little league. So that was also big. I'd probably go with my freshman accomplishment making the team. That was huge though. From someone who got cut from basketball as a freshman at Xavier high school. And I had no business being on the team. It was, uh, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. Notch on the belt there. You mentioned the ambassadors club and helping out with like open houses and stuff like that. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit more about what the ambassadors club you know, is responsible for and what message you hope to pass across to the, the, the kids and the families that are visiting Xavier high school. I think the, the main job of the ambassadors club is to do the open houses. I mean, those are the, the real events for getting new uh, uh, incoming students accumulated to Xavier. I mean, it's our, basically our sole responsibility as members of the club to lead those families around and show them what Xavier has to offer. And that's, that's a huge responsibility. Uh, it's a responsibility I really like. I've done pretty much, I think I've done all the open houses since my time, uh, since I got to Xavier, that's four, I believe. And I've had a lot of fun giving tours in each one of them. Um, we do other events too, like the honors dinners, the, incoming uh what the, it was supposed to be the class of 2024 night this okay. year but i think that's probably canceled but you know we help out at all those events and help the incoming xavier students get ready for their time here was it as a freshman or sophomore was it was it awkward or slightly uncomfortable the first couple times you had to give tours to a, adults at xavier you definitely, yeah, it definitely is a process of getting better in terms of tours. Definitely, I saw some growth from the first tour to the second tour to the third to the fourth. It is definitely different giving tours to parents than it is to students, but I mean, <laughs> once they're together, uh, the main focus is the student after all, since they're going there usually. By answering your, your question, you definitely do try to get better each time. It's definitely a different experience the first time you do it. That's, that's what I'll say. What was the thing, um, if you look back, if you can remember back to the first, like, tour you gave with, act like, actual adults, what was, like, if you had to do it over again, would you learn from that experience, and what would you do differently the second time? I would probably be a bit more conversational about the tours. Like, that's what I started doing this year. Um, it, you, once you get to know more about the school, honestly, that helps, too. That helps you be more conversational about it, but I was probably probably the first time I did it. I was probably a little bit a little bit stiff, you know, a little bit nervous. You know, that's what happens when you do it for the first time, though. So I'd probably be more conversational about it, and that's kind of what I tried to do this year. Great. We'll transition to yet another interest of yours. Another, yep. I, I guess it's not necessarily a club at Xavier, but no. um, you have a sports podcast. Yep. You and a buddy, you talk yep. about the the professional sports. Tell tell everybody a little bit about that podcast before we get into the next uh, element of your sports uh, sports passion. So I started my podcast. I think in I, th I started in the summer uh, last summer with a close friend of mine. I, I have multiple friends on sometimes, but I've had one uh, really close friend on who knows about as much about about sports is me on and we just it's been a lot of NFL talk uh really because he knows a lot about the NFL we love talking about football and we just 
we talk about football. We talk about the draft. We talk about free agency. I uh, started it on SoundCloud. It's called American Sports Podcast. That's also on Spot. I got that on Spotify too, and also Apple Podcasts. So it's been a great adventure doing that. It's been really fun doing that with friends, just talking football. You know, trying to be conversational about it. It's it's been a fun ride, I'd say. And you're, as you and I discussed before we started, you're a Patriots fan and you kind of grew up in the, the age of them winning pretty yeah. much all the time. So it must be yeah. nice to just talk about that all the time versus uh, being a Giants fan right now, per se. <laughs> my, uh, my brother Greg mentioned that in the fall, you'll be broadcasting uh, yeah. the home games for Xavier High School football. Yeah. Is that something that you want to get into down the road? And um, tell me a little bit about how that, because it's always been adults for as long as I can remember. Tell me a little bit about how that whole, that whole situation played out. And uh, come September, you'll be in the, in the hot seat there on the mic. Well, actually, my big Falcon, Brendan Donahue, he was a commentator before uh, when he was a, a senior at Xavier. And I think they had, there was another kid named Brendan. They had Brendan and Brendan commentating okay. for the football. And then they graduated and I don't, and so uh, your brother knew what I was doing with the podcast and, and he asked me if I wanted to commentate for them. I was like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That sounds really fun. And so. Are you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, I, I have never done anything like that. So in terms of asking your question, if I want to be a, like a commentator down the road, you know, I think I'll probably answer that question this fall, you know, see uh, if uh, it sounds awesome, but you'll see if I'm cut out for it in the fall. There you go. There you go. I'm sure yeah. just like the, uh, the ambassador tours, you know, you probably take some lumps early on and get yeah. better every, every game that you're able to get in That's front true. of the microphone. Um, That's probably what happened. The, the so don't beat yourself up if the first one is a little rough <laughs> yeah yep. the um the football booth typically at the nfl level will have like your traditional announcer that typically hasn't come from a, a playing background and then mm -hmm. like the color guy so you know the the yeah. guy that was an ex-athlete where what side of that the the coin will you fall on there i'm not sure honestly because i mean I, we can't have any like we probably won't have any ex-football players uh as my partner, because they'll all be playing. I mean, yep. <laughs> so if I had to guess which role I'll be taking, I'll probably be the traditional commentator. All right. Not all right, the I like color it. guy. I know. We'll right. see, though. There you go. See how it plays out, right? Yep. So for those of you football and high school football enthusiasts in the area, um, mm -hmm. you, could, you could hear Sam make his debut at some point in September. I'm not sure when the first home game is, so. At Empower, we define leadership in three different levels, um, and, and they're kind of progressive. So the first level is leadership of self. So, um, you know, what an individual does to push themselves through challenge, adversity, fear, temptation. Um, the second level would be leadership of others. So how an individual kind of inspires and brings the best out of the people around them. We'll, we'll get to the third level later on uh, in our conversation. So leadership of self, leadership of others. What do you feel you do on a daily basis uh, when you're in, you know, in the normal school routine at Xavier to, I guess, lead yourself and lead other people at, at Xavier High School? Like, what are some of the things that you do to push yourself to overcome challenge and maybe push others around you to overcome challenge? Well, 
in the classroom to lead yourself you just have to push yourself at all times uh, get everything done that needs to be done um go the extra mile in terms of preparing for tests and quizzes and doing your homework all that it contributes to leading yourself in the classroom and doing the best that you can there and then in extracurriculars it's the same thing i mean leading yourself to lead yourself means to push yourself in every way you know uh do everything you can to help everyone around you and that's 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 where it leads into leading others i mean you have to set an example by putting in the effort and doing your best at all times so pretty much doing your best and putting in 100% effort really contributes to leading yourself, uh, being the best that you can be. But it also sets an example for others and that's just leading by example with good effort. And so basically, if you put in effort all times in the classroom and outside, then you're leading yourself and others in both ways, simultaneously, pretty much. That's my take on it. If you had to define like, would you consider yourself more of a vocal leader in, in the, like the more group or team environment, or would you consider yourself more of that, that kind of silent lead by example type guy? I would say probably lead by example, uh, for sure. I mean, once, you know, I could change once I'm a senior and it's required me to be more vocal uh, in and outside the classroom. But for now, I'd say probably silent type. Great. Kind of take care of your business and put, and put, be yeah. a, be a good model for those around you. Great, great answer. Yeah. What do you feel right now? Again, you're, you're, you're young and this isn't a change probably over the course. It will change over the course of your life. What do you feel like your uh, main strength is with regards to leadership? And then one of the, the weaknesses are you cha or challenges you face as a leader that you have to kind of work to overcome? So probably probably being a silent leader would be my strength. I mean, I just try to focus on myself and on how I'm doing in the effort and putting in 100% of what I can do um, at all times. That's probably my strength. And then my weakness would probably be being a vocal leader, like we said before. I mean, I'm more of a silent type, you know, if I can put those two together though, then I'd probably be a better leader. So my weakness would probably be speaking up a little bit more. All right. All right. Good answer. Good, honest uh, assessment there. Um, yeah. And I, I'm going to put you on the hot seat a little bit. So now that you mentioned that the weakness is, you know, kind of maybe stepping up and being more on that vocal position, what do you think you can do like from today moving forward to help yourself improve in that regard? Maybe in small in smaller settings, you know, you could be, uh, be more vocal, like within your family, maybe. I think a lot of that comes with experience. You know, I'm, I'm just a sophomore right now. Uh, I think just growing older and growing more experienced in everything I'm doing, I think that will definitely help. But in terms of practicing, I think just practicing, practicing being vocal in smaller settings would be the best way to improve that. Great. Just don't get in any trouble at home. Yeah, or if you do, if you much. do, don't blame me. Too much. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, who who is a, a person who you feel like has had a positive impact on your development as a student, athlete, leader, and why? And it could be someone from home or some a coach or any anybody along that line. Oh yeah, there have been there have been so many teachers and coaches at Xavier. I can't even. My family obviously has been. 
uh, great in that process. Uh, all my coaches for basketball, Coach Coase, Coach Baco, Coach Barnes, uh, all those guys on JV and varsity, those guys are great. You know, I've been uh, really close with the Dean of Students, Mr. Serretti. He's been a great leader for me. Uh, Mr. Jaskow, your brother has been a great leader too, offering me the opportunity with this, with the broadcasting opportunity, that, that's been great. I mean, there have been, and then coaches from my past, coaches and teachers from middle school and elementary school. There have just been, I've been so lucky to have so many people at Xavier and outside of Xavier that have uh, helped me to this point. Great. And then what about, and I'm going to, I'm going to push you a little bit here to pick one situation, but pick, pick a situation that you feel like you went through, you experienced that have, that has helped to kind of form who you are today as a 15, you know, as 15 year old sophomore at Xavier high school. Probably uh, in freshman year, uh, I got, cut from the baseball team. I mean, that was a huge experience for me. As much as making the basketball team was a triumph and an honor, honestly, uh, making the baseball, uh, getting cut from the baseball team, excuse me, was as much of a learning experience and impactful experience for me because I learned, uh, I learned how to handle adversity a lot better in that instance because I'd, I'd never been cut from a sports team my entire life. I'd played baseball all the way up until then and it really helped me learn to persevere and deal with adversity and I ended up playing summer baseball. loved that. So, you know, my love for the game never faded and that's kind of what you want to happen once you get uh, have an experience like that. So it, that is probably the most impactful experience that I've had that is Help me deal with adversity up to today. How how tough was it? To, like, how long did it take you to overcome that? That's a that's a that's a big shot, you know, going from playing kind of the it, sport yeah. and how how hard was it for you to to overcome that? Did it take quite? Did it take a long time for you to kind of pull yourself back up from that tough situation? Yeah, it did. It really did. I mean, what really got me through that though was um, was more, uh, getting involved in other things, you know, expanding. So I did. AAU basketball because of that I did I ended up doing the Legion uh, summer league because of that uh, neither of those opportunities would have opened for me unless uh, I had been cut from the team I mean uh, basically once you face adversity like that you have to look for I learned that you have to look for the bright side and look for things to take up your time and distract you from what happened kind of is what I would say yeah that's a, that's a great answer and it's actually so the, the, the idea with this podcast is to hear from different people who lead and, and whether it's a student, an athlete, a coach, a teacher, um, and try to find some of the common traits between, you know, people who we feel like are great leaders. And that statement you made is extremely similar to um, a conversation I had with uh, Laura Duncan. She's the head coach of women's soccer at the University of New Haven. And all of their athletes are, are home now. And normally they would be in spring practice, spring training, and even some spring competition. And she, she said something similar is, you know, I'm actually having to converse and interact with my athletes via Zoom and not being with them in person. It's actually starting to help us build even stronger relationships than we would build if we were in person together. And uh, it's interesting that 
someone who's deep into her professional coaching career said the same exact answer as someone who's just kind of getting started in his career. And um, a very good answer. And I think it's something to remember because, you know, part of life is, is, is failure. And the great leaders kind of, you know, get better from it. And the great leaders recognize that with failure comes opportunity. So great answer. Well thought out. Um, so you're, you're home now. It looks like it's, there's no way you guys are going back to school this year. That's my, my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like it. (laughs) What has been your favorite, I put in quotes, your favorite quarantine activity, be take, get school out of the equation, but what has been the favorite thing uh, for you uh, in this quarantine time? No, that's that's interesting because I've I never thought that this would be the answer, but I I've actually started to I've just started running. I mean, I've started running uh, downtown. Essex is a really really nice town for this. I'm pretty uh, fortunate for this. You know, it's a small town uh, right by the river. And it's a really nice place to just uh, run outside, and I've just run to the park. I've run to a uh, little uh, Petapog Yacht Club, which is like solid two and a half miles away so I mean I never thought I would take up running in this time but I mean it's a it's a great way to stay in shape I mean basketball abruptly ended with this Uh, that was a great source of cardio great source of running and exercise and to have that all of a sudden taken away means that I had to find a replacement pretty quick and running has been that replacement are there aspirations of possibly getting involved in competitive running at Xavier? Or are you not there yet? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I like to use the fall to prepare for basketball season, do fall league and intramurals. But, I mean, maybe track in the future. I, I don't know. We'll see. There you go. The door is open, Coach Stone here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and this, it's been a while right now. How hard was it to have the basketball season – just because it was right before the playoffs had started how tough was that for you guys it was terrible I mean we spent the week and a half up to that straight just week and a half we lost to Hill House in the quarterfinals of SECs and we spent a week and a half getting ready for McMahon and you know to have all that work just dissolve in one day for and I I felt terrible for the seniors too like their senior their senior season just ended so abruptly like it was just terrible to see them go through that and at the time everyone was incredibly angry at the CIAC for doing that but I mean after a week it was pretty obvious that that was the right way to go honestly I mean which sucks but I mean I guess it is what it is now I feel bad for the spring sports too because they don't even get to play I mean at least we got to play our season so we gotta be fortunate we were fortunate for that it was funny because the, the CIAC was a half day or a day kind of before everybody. They made their decision, you know, a day or yeah. day before. And then there was some uproar in the morning news that yeah. the next day. And oh, then, yeah. but that night, it, then it was the NBA was canceling. The NHL yeah. season was being canceled. So they kind of made their made a tough decision then stuck to their guns. And I think it worked out. Yeah. Uh, um, for everybody in the in the long run for sure yeah that was a crazy that was a crazy few days I've never seen anything like that honestly no it was nuts it was nuts and and I'm a huge sports fan and I can't remember um, a time in my life when it just it stopped 
and there's been nothing outside of reruns of i don't know if you saw the the aaron boone walk-off home run game it's been on on uh tv a couple times you're too young for that but he beat the red sox with it. i i <laughs> you had to remind me of that you know i definitely i know what you're talking about i didn't see it but <laughs> i'm sure it'll be on again you should keep an eye out for it it's good good no, tv I, I don't think i will <laughs> what is um favorite class at xavier high school and why favorite class i mean i've had uh, I've been fortunate to have a bunch of really good classes and teachers. I think I'd probably pick Spanish this year, honestly, because I had the same teacher as last year, uh, Senora Castro, which has been really nice. She's a great teacher, and having her for the past two years straight has been really nice, I would say. Oh, and also religion. Uh, Mr. Gary is a great teacher. I love him, too. What do you enjoy? I'm going to make you pick one of those. What do you enjoy most about the actual, like, content, whether it's Spanish or religion? I'll probably I'll probably go with religion for in terms of content because there's just so much you can talk about for religion. It really uh, it really links to everything in life. So I mean, when we have those conversations uh, with Mr. Garrity, that they're not really necessarily class material. They're just uh, conversations about religion in general. I mean, I've, th- those are the moments that I really like in that class. Great. Awesome. And then to follow that up, the, uh, the most challenging class and why? Most challenging this year is probably world history. It's been the first AP class I've taken. It's, uh, it's def- AP classes are, they're a lot different than the regular classes I've taken. I mean, it's, it's a lot of writing. It's a ton of writing. Um, so AP world history has been, it's been pretty, pretty tough, honestly, but uh, I've, adjusted to it i think and the ap exam is going to be a lot different this year too it's going to be online since we can't do it together yep. so uh definitely ap world history my answer there and how, how long did it take you to recognize like holy crap this is different i need to kind of change the way i do this class versus some of the other classes i knew that from summer reading we had to do this summer reading book it was so <laughs> dense man. it was the it was the most dense book i've ever read it was, it was, it was insane. I, it took me like two months to read. Oh goodness. That's your summer basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what, um, what, and you could pick one of the three or you can pick one for each, but, uh, either a book, a movie or a show that has recently inspired you. And when I say inspired, it, it was like, oh, that was a damn good movie, or it could have had a bigger impact than that. But something that's kind of had an impact on you, a book, show, or a movie. I'm ashamed to say this because I know reading is such a great exercise for your mind, but I don't really read. I haven't really read that many books uh, recently. I mean, schoolwork has taken up so much time. I mean, I should probably get into reading with this, uh, this quarantine. Probably the best book I've read recently, uh, late freshman year, we read The Count of Monte Cristo. That was a great book. I love that. Yep. Um, written a long, long time ago, but that was that was a great book. I definitely recommend. Uh, movie? Or a show. Oh, a show. A show. I've, I got that one. All American. Basically, everyone's watching that show. What's uh, All Netflix. American? I'm, I, all I'm American. not. I'm not in everybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about... This kid named uh, Spencer, he lived in a in a more poor part of California called Crenshaw, and then he 
gets recruited to Beverly High. And it's, it's not just about football. You know, there's a lot of uh, high school storyline uh, to it, high school drama. And it's a really good show. And it's, it's like it's like top 10 on Netflix. It's, I think it's been like the number one show on Netflix with uh, along with Tiger King for a long time. So that's I definitely recommend All-American. That's a great show. All right. So if you're in the high school athlete into sport crowd, you, hear, you heard it from Sam. All American is recommended. Yes. I'm sure that everyone, I'm sure that all high schoolers have heard of it and are probably watching it though. Like that's nothing new. If you're an adult, which it might be newer, because I, I my brother Greg told me about this show and he said it was the worst television show he's ever watched. So there's a discrepancy there. I'm gonna let you two guys figure that out offline. Wait, 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 wait. What he said that about all American? Yes. He said it was the worst show. Yeah, he, he said he was watching really? watching it to humor you guys. So you you can have that conversation on the side, but so, <laughs> if I, you're I like can tw- see, I can probably see where it's coming from. It's definitely more geared towards uh, high schoolers. I would the say. high school crowd. Yeah, um, you're on the basketball team, and I always think of with basketball players. Part of the reason why I wanted to play, I thought it was so cool. Like in the '90s when the Chicago Bulls got introduced, they would like shut off all the lights. Um, I forget the name of the song, but there was, you know, lights, you know, the, the spotlights were going everywhere, but you know, the, the lights in the arena were off and um, you know, they'd announce all the players and then they'd finish with Michael Jordan. And it was, it was awesome. What in your dream world, you're coming out, you're getting announced onto the basketball court. What is the song that you're picking to have played while your name is a call and you're running out high five and everybody song that's tough that's putting me on the spot i have our, these are the heaters buddy these are the heaters these are the heaters um i don't know i don't think i don't think i'd go rap i think i'd probably go something something rock probably probably something in my rock playlist uh from the 80s probably like probably like queen or something i don't know something something cool like that i don't right. know i don't I like think I, don't, I think rap would be too basic i don't know i think i'd probably go rock all right. All right. Good answer. Good answer. You're into, you said you want to get into writing as a, as a career right now. Um, tell, yeah. you know, a, tell everybody a little bit more about that. What type of writing are you interested in? Is it sports related? Is it not sports related? And um, give, give, give people kind of your insight as to right now, your goal is to be this when you're older. Well, I don't necessarily, basically any, any job in the sports world is good for me, honestly. Like, uh, if I were to become a sports journalist, I'd like that. If I were to become a sports announcer, I would love that. Uh, right now, probably my goal would be to work for a sports team in the NBA or the NFL, though. And I think, like, writing uh, and coming up with predictions and mock drafts and all that, I think that will help me get to that point. That's why I love uh, the NFL draft so much, which is coming up, and it's probably one of the biggest sports events we're going to have for a while here. So that's why I love the draft so much. And probably my dream job would be like an NFL or NBA GM. That, that, that's my dream job right now, I would say. And now for the fall time, you're going to be doing sports broadcasting for the first time. What's, uh, what are some things you need to do to be prepared for that experience come the fall of 2020? Probably I was thinking I'll probably try to go back and – watch and listen to Brendan and Brendan uh, from, I think, well, that would probably be 2018. Yep. 
and I'll probably I'll probably watch uh, national sports broadcasts like Tony Romo. I'll probably listen to him uh, and all, all those guys. Uh, I'll probably just watch football games back honestly and listen to what they say, the expressions they use, and just take note of that. Cool. And then see see if you can get some game film from my brother. Yes, and that's, pra- that's practice it without yeah. volume. Yeah. That's, awesome. That's, that's well, that's a good idea, actually. Sam, tell everybody again um, where they can find your podcast. And, um, you know, I, I absolutely thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure talking with you. And I know um, you're probably not as busy now as you were when school was in session, kind of from a normal light, but uh, I appreciate you taking some time. So tell everybody where they can find that podcast, Sam. So my podcast is on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, if any of those platforms work. It's called American Sports Podcast. And then for my blog, which is kind of my main focus, you know, I I love uh, writing. That's kind of where I do serious topics, topics that I really care about, whereas the podcast is more of a fun conversational thing. My blog is American Sports.blog. That's all you have in the search bar on Google or whatever search engine you use, and that'll, it'll pop right up, American Sports.blog. And then you can find my, me on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, I think my name, let me just check. I think it's American Sports <laughs> blog, just that. And then Twitter is American Sports, and as in, uh, it was supposed to be as in news, but that but it didn't, didn't let me say American sports news, but American sports and is my Twitter. And then, yeah, American sports blog is my Instagram. So, you know, I'd love you guys go check it out, but I don't, I personally, I don't think it's about the views. You know, I just think if it's, if I enjoy what I'm doing, you know, then that's, that's why I do it. hundred percent. And that's, uh, I think a great, great lesson that uh, can apply to any aspect of leadership is the results take care of itself, but it's about, you know, the experience and about enjoying what you're doing along the way and um, kind of putting the best version of you forward every, um, every time that you can, Sam. And uh, it's been, a, it's been a great pleasure talking with you. And, and I mentioned earlier, the last thing before we wrap up is, um, you know, the first, the, the first two levels of leadership were leadership of self and leadership of other people. And the third level that people forget about is, is what we call legacy leadership. And, you know, after hearing about, you know, all of your involvement in the different clubs and the sports and, you know, working with the families and the, the incoming students uh, as an ambassador, my, uh, one of the things that sticks out as a highlight for me personally is I'm, I'm pretty confident saying now, even though you have two more years at Xavier High School, that when you're, when you move on from the place, you're going to leave a great legacy, um, uh, uh, you know, about what Sam Rector brought to the table at Xavier for four years and what he's leaving for the kids that'll be there after him. So keep up the great work, man. It's, uh, it, it's in a show and it's going to continually, you know, help you to continue to develop into the fine young man that you're already starting to do. And I really appreciate you taking some time, Sam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Glad you had a good time. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Sam Rector, Leads with Empower. Please wish your mom and dad and your brother and, um, you know, health and happiness. And, and also all of our listeners wishing you health and happiness. We'll see you next Tuesday for the next Lead with Empower podcast. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much to our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. And always remember, great leadership looks, sounds, and feels different. However, there is a common thread that connects all tremendous leaders. They are passionate about those that they lead, and they spend most of their time in their stretch zone. Not settling for that which is comfortable, because nothing exceptional 
was ever accomplished from comfort. Thank you.